Okay, let's start. Anyone wants to pray? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for the opportunity that you have made us gather here today for the sake of your word that Brother Joy is going to teach us today. The precious word and the, the feeling of the Holy Spirit. We want to listen to you this session, Lord. Please, Lord, help us engage completely. We humbly ask that you enlighten us through this session today and enable our minds to concentrate on each of the word. May every scripture enters that enters in our heart and lead us to praise and worship you, Lord. Grant us your mercies, Lord Jesus. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Fill us with that grace and teach everyone else to grow closer to you, Lord, through this session. Bless Brother Joe. Anoint him as he's going to lead the session, Lord, and help us to focus completely in you, Lord Jesus. We want to hear your word. We want the grace, Lord. Help us, Lord. We make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. From this year in 2024, we will be primarily focusing on stepping into the next level in spirituality. We learned a lot in the last 12 months. I think we learned a lot. I don't know how much we retain in our memory. But we now understand about the basics. We have covered kingdom of God, kingdom of darkness, spiritual warfare, uh, then what we are living in his presence. We covered a lot of the background. The foundation has been laid. But if we continue to learn and learn and acquire, gather knowledge about Jesus Christ, we may get into this trap where we don't get to know him. We may have a lot of knowledge, but we will not know him. And we don't want to go there. All this knowledge should become wisdom, should become something applicable in our life, where it's just knowledge should transform into experience of God. So that's what we are planning to do this year. The plans are there, but it requires assistance or ownership from each individual. I can preach as much as I want. God can teach us as much as we want. But until and unless a particular person decides in his own will that I want this, I'm going to pursue this, nothing is going to change. You can have the entire knowledge of kingdom of darkness, entire knowledge of kingdom of God, but it can make zero impact in your life. You can do a PhD in Bible. You can be the greatest scholar ever seen, but you may not know God. You may not um, attain what Jesus wants us to attain. So today we are starting this new topic. Or all in all, we want to know how to practically apply this knowledge, what we have gained, how to walk in the plan of God and how to surrender our own life to the kingdom of God. So question number one, how many persons are in God? Three. Three. Who are they? Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Son, the Holy Spirit. Whom do you like most? 
Jesus. No, no, I'm asking you three persons, right? Father, Holy Spirit, and Jesus Christ. Whom do you relate more? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, Love of him. course, right? Like him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We honest. So we do relate <laughs> to Jesus the most. Yeah. How about Father? Father is always a little scared, no? Always. A little scared. Yeah, brother means like it's more uh... correct. How about Holy Spirit? Oh, unseen. Unseen. Have you seen Jesus? Have no, you seen yes. Father? No. It's still. It's we haven't still seen any of that... any persons, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so it is true. Thank you for being honest. Because we relate to Jesus Christ so much. There are many reasons. One, the way we relate as human beings is using your brain. The feelings, emotions, and intellect we have, that's how we can relate. We being physical beings, we need a physical, tangible picture or tangible identity, persona, so that we can relate more. Father, we don't have a picture in our mind. Maybe in some old pictures, there's this old uh, God extending his hand, but we nowhere in the Bible, we get a clear picture or like a form of father. But when it comes to Jesus Christ, we know since he became a man and we see Jesus photos everywhere, we see movies around from very childhood, we know Jesus as we relate to him in his human form. And he is our savior for all the right reasons. So that way, human, as human beings, we relate to Jesus Christ so much. But we relate to the second person in God when he was in human form. That's what we relate to. He was there even before. Before attaining the human form, he was word. He didn't have a physical form. It's a spirit. God is a spirit. I will teach us that God is a spirit. So Father is spirit, Son is spirit, Holy Spirit is also spirit. They all existed way, way before, from the very beginning, before the creation. But the only difference is the second person in God decided to come down as in human form. So that's Jesus. So we relate to Jesus a lot. Father, we also kind of relate because in the Old Testament, we read a lot about Father. We, read, we see that he was talking to Moses, how Father talk, picks up Abraham and makes the nation. He's very involved. Then Jesus in the New Testament is all about Jesus Christ. But how about Holy Spirit? So what is his role? Was he there in the beginning? Do you see him in the Old Testament? What's his role now? Is he like... What what's his really role? What 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 is he needed for? If Father and Jesus is there, guide, protector. He is the one who executes whatever. I mean, he's there for us to guide us. Yeah, the pillar of cloud and the yeah, words, the everything. Yeah. Moses needed during the time of you know the cross. Okay, so when, what's the first reference of Holy Spirit in the Bible? He's like a doer. I feel. But what's the first? Okay, what's the first? 
first reference in the Bible for Holy Spirit? In the, the first line. The living water. No, no, in the spirit, the first line it is there, no. In Genesis 1 1. Yeah. Yeah, he it was moving to the water. God gave uh, God oh, gave the word written. and the spirit. I mean, it's he's the one who executed whatever God said in the beginning of the when the beginning of the world was. You know, like mm -hmm. uh, he said, "Let there be light" and all those things. Uh, the, it was executed by the spirit. No, it is given there that, that uh, Genesis one one. Well, the spirit yeah. swept over the face of the waters. Yeah, right. The spirit was hovering over the face of the water. Water. So, Holy Spirit is like, from the right, from the first words in the Bible, He is present. Is Father present there? Yes. Father is there. In the beginning, God created. And He's saying, Where is word, Jesus Christ? That word, what He's saying is Jesus Christ. Yeah. The word is so, Jesus. remember, Jesus, okay, so is a little tough to understand, so pay clear attention. Jesus Christ in human form comes in the New Testament. But the second person in the Godhead, who is the Word, existed from the very beginning. So we need to see a little bit more than like basic understanding of spirituality. So Jesus Christ was from the very beginning or let's say from now on we will we will focus on the personality like second person first person father is there second person jesus is there third person holy spirit was present from the very beginning yeah. of the bible i mean he is but we relate to father and jesus christ much more than the holy spirit so Holy Spirit is not some some person or the third person didn't come to. Sometimes we think that during the Pentecost, that's when Holy Spirit came to earth. He's not. He came as a tongue of fire to give them tongues. Yeah, but he came down to Jesus as a dove before. He was in the he was in the pillar, pillar of cloud and pillar of fire. That was the Holy Spirit, right? We we learned that. And even way before the beginning, the creation, Holy Spirit was there. He was so even even in our Nicene Creed, we say that Holy Spirit who spoke through the prophets. So who who, who is actually speaking through prophets? It's Holy Spirit. Yes. So we say that uh, the okay. The, so this is a homework. Figure out from the Bible the first person who was anointed by the Holy Spirit to do certain work. Who is the first person in the Bible who is anointed by Holy Spirit to do some work for God? You may think it's Moses or Abraham, but no, we will figure out. So that's the homework. What? Hmm? What? That's okay. That's homework. After this class session, think about it. <laughs> right. So Holy Spirit, it, it's a mystery now. Now we, we understand the role of Father. And Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ came as a savior to save us from, to take care of our sin. So what does Holy Spirit, actual, his, uh, his role, what is the, how do I relate to Holy Spirit? Why do I need Holy Spirit? Or how, what's the spiritual significance of knowing Holy Spirit? That's, that's what we are going to discuss through maybe for many, many more sessions.
and it is very important in our spiritual life so holy spirit we know that he was in old testament he is pretty much in every chapter of old testament and then jesus himself so this is a little confusing now the second person word came down in flesh and became human form and became jesus christ so when how did the word became flesh in the beginning in john 11 it to know in the beginning the word was with god and the word became flesh yeah he came down but he came down to mother mary he became with the power yeah. of mother right so the mother mary when uh, the angel appeared to mother mary and said something what did he say Oh, um, that's it. That's it. Like, how can this happen? How can this happen? When Mary asked that question, how can this happen to me? Because I am I'm not married. Exactly. I don't know any man. So how am I going to have baby? And the Holy Then, Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will come upon her, and she conceived. Right. Yeah. The power of the Holy Spirit will overshadow you, and then. Yeah. she is you will be able to yeah. so overshadow or coming over somebody right can you relate that to anything which we learned when you are under something you are in something that envelope envelope baptism baptism yeah. right so remember we learned about the baptism which moses went moses and the israelites went through what was it the they were baptized in water water in water in when they were crossing red river, the red sea red river. remember red river. i don't yes. know if you remember but we discussed how different baptism are mentioned st paul talks about a baptism moses and israel went through when they were crossing the red sea because the cloud that came over the water came from the side they were baptized, baptized by the clouds and the water which means they were under they were enveloped inside so they were put as an envelope they were overshadowed by both the cloud and the water now when we say when the angel says that you will be overshadowed by the power of the holy spirit what happened or remember we go back to genesis 11 what was holy spirit doing it was hovering over right trying to envelop inside and then the word of god has been sent and creation happens yes right so holy spirit is preparing the way and then god the father sends the word and creation happens where darkness was filled so same way the word came became flesh to the same process god sent his word his decision his word through gabriel holy spirit overshadowed and the word came in and became flesh and then jesus christ himself when he was 33 years of age or 30 years of age he had to go through a baptism of holy spirit holy spirit came upon him and then only he started working miracles until then you wouldn't see that he was performing any miracles so in the bible it says the holy spirit came over him and then what did happen he was taken to the desert yeah. to be tempted by whom by the devil by the devil by no we discussed this before by the angels 
I'm leaving you guys. That's good for you. But I will. Why is it good for you? Because if he goes, only Holy Spirit will come. Holy Spirit is there. He can send his messenger. Out of them. So, correct. Jesus is saying that it's good that I leave you. So now we are trying to get him, right? We are like, Jesus, come with me. Be with me. Like, I want to know you. If you are next to me, everything will be all right. Come stay with me. But Jesus is saying, it's good that I leave, but I will send somebody else better than me. That, or but not better than me. The presence of him will be better for you than me being with you. But That's Joe, what Jesus is indicating, right? Joe, you hmm. said that if one person is there, means every, all three are there, no? So if we call Jesus and Abba Father, you said in us in our soul, if if uh, our soul is a three other try. Yeah, all because you can't separate them. No, it's three and one. Call Jesus, Lancy, wait one minute. When you call Jesus, that the Holy Spirit and Abba Father don't come. If if it was a case, why would Jesus say that it's better for me to go and he to come? So that means he cannot be they both cannot be in earth, right? Or something like that, which we don't know. But so Joe, Jesus all is going, three of them is one, right? All three of them is one. Right. Yeah. It's not that somebody is absent. It's more like this. It is better now that I have completed my assignment, what I came for in this earthly realm. I'm returning back to the spiritual realm where I came from. Now... The next phase is starting where I won't be the leader. Somebody else, or we know that now, that the third person of the Trinity is going to come. And he is going to be the executor of this next phase. He is the one who is going to do it. My role is done here for now. It's not like, okay, I'm worse or he's better or anything. It's just the role is defined. Process. The third person has to come to the earthly realm. Always remember, they are always together. There was only one moment, or I don't know how long, but there was one moment when they separated. Where was that? When Jesus was on the cross. When he dies, when he dies, when the entire sin of the mankind was put on the word made flesh. Holy Spirit and Father, the other two persons in the triune God, cannot attach to sin. They had to be separated. And that was the biggest pain for Lord Jesus Christ. That's why he cried out, why did you leave me? Or that was the biggest agony in his mind that he doesn't want to leave this unity. That much love, we don't even understand. Right? That kind of love between them, that kind of unity, he didn't want to break. But he did that. Why? He was even willing to go through that kind of pain, which we will not understand. It's more like, I think maybe the biggest, or maybe the biggest, or the closest analogy we can think of is like losing our child. Okay, if we are, it's more like our own child is one with us. The thought of him or her dying how much will it pain? If we know that they're going to die in, in five days, in those five days, what will be our mentality? It will be as if like there's no point in living, right? In our feeble, in our fallen nature, if we feel that much pain, 
for a loud person, when if we know that they're going to be no longer with us, that physical presence is gone, that, I don't know how much more magnified it should be for Jesus Christ to be separated from his Father and Holy Spirit. That is why he cries. But he, he cries all that, but remember, he had a choice. If I have a choice that I'm not going to, if I have a choice, okay, your own son will not die if you make a choice. I will definitely make that choice, right? Because I don't want to leave him. But Jesus is making a choice to go through that pain and die for somebody he loves more than that unity. Who is that? That somebody. Father and Holy Spirit. He is willing to, God is willing, Jesus is willing to give up the loving connection and die and get away from that unity for somebody. For you. I should be personal. For me. For me. Not us. There's no group here. For me. Until I realized that I wouldn't understand the love of Lord Jesus Christ or love of Father, love of Holy Spirit. It's a plan they have put together ages before so that they can redeem me and make me with them after I go back from this earth. Isn't that something we should be countering much more than every issues we have? Like only if you understand that weight of that decision they have made and what they not just a decision they have made, they executed it. They came down and they did everything and so that I can be with them. That they thought that I am valuable. That's beyond me. Nobody cares about me in this world. When I say me, relate to yourself. No one cares about me in this world. Even my spouse, even my kids, they all are fallen creation. They all are at a time, they have the capacity and probably they will. There's no 100% love. There's no perfect love that they will love me so much. But my creator, he decided that I'm worth dying for. And he did all that. And now my, if I understand that truth, what should be my response? Is that a cho It's a choice for me. God, Jesus healed 10 lepers, leprosy people, and then only one returned. The nine made a different choice. Similarly, in this Zoom meeting, when we are here, when we are discussing things, we can make that choice. How do I respond to the love I have understood now from my Creator? So based on that conviction, based on that decision, our spiritual path will be different. First of all, all these things we are discussing now, it's unseen realm. There's no way we can, I can logically prove this. There's no experimental way of proving that all this stuff happened. That's why we need faith. If we have the faith of this unseen, that is very, very true, then that should bring you a conviction that it is worth living for, or it is worth dying for, to understand the mystery of the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, and my creator and dedicate my time, my days into this particular subject or in this particular spiritual realm. If we don't have that conviction, everything else is, I mean, we do seek Jesus Christ for getting a blessing 
or getting a cure for our issues. Whatever is outside our control, we want a superior being supernaturally control and make things right for us. That's the kind of relationship I have, or many people have. But what, that's not the relationship God is looking for. He's a father. He's a father, so he will take care of us no matter what we think about him. Because he is a true father. He's a loving father. Whether I, whether I understand his feelings, whether I do something in return, whether I love him, it doesn't matter. Father loves the children because he is a father. He understands them. And then he will provide. He will bless people. If he, a child asks, he will give it. Even if the child is not worried about the well-being of the father, a true good father will always care for his care. That's what happening. The blessings are there for everyone. Even for the yeah, even for the one who is following or trying to follow Jesus Christ, one one who is completely ignoring him, Father blesses everybody. But now it's come to a point where when the child understands that this is the truth, the truth will set you free. The truth about Jesus Christ, to the truth about the magnificent plan God has put together so that I can be made available in eternity to dwell with them. So it's a personal plan for me. It's not that Jesus Christ came and died for humanity. It's a good thing. If, if our mind is like that, it's, it's something outside. Every time we say us for the humanity, it's generalizing. It's never personalized. So in we should always understand that Jesus, whatever Jesus did is for me. It's a personal relationship. If I make a decision, only then I can grow in this spiritual realm. I can grow with Jesus Christ. So today, when we start this new topic, that's where we are focusing. If, if any of us want to respond to the love God has shown to us, he loved us so much that he decided to give up his own son for our sins, for our shortcomings. So like Zacchaeus climbing on a tree, we, the inferior one, with, the pro with all the imperfect nature we have, we should climb upon the tree of life. Or once we embrace Christ, we will be able to go back into that eternity with surety, with assurance that we will be with our creator, eternal life. So that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. So our, our destiny or our objective in our life should not be that, okay, I will be a great businessman. I'll be the best mother around. I'll be the best profession. Those are needed, but those are all inferior compared to the objective a Christian or any human being should have, that I want to do what my Jesus came to accomplish in me. That should be the highest priority. So we need how in, in Ephesians chapter 5, so read Ephesians chapter 5, that's the homework. In Ephesians chapter 5, St. Paul talks about how to live for Christ or how, how should I live. Please, I mean, I can take a different session on it, but three things he talks about it. One, you should have a clear objective. So when we are in this life, we should have a clear objective about what we are planning to achieve, where we are going. So our objective or destination is eternity with God. Second thing, you should have, you should redeem time in the days of evil. That's what St. Paul says, which means we are living 
in a world which is controlled by the kingdom of darkness. So St. Paul is telling, be very, very careful how we live. Let's say the power went out. We are in our home. There's no light. Will you walk carefully or will you just walk and bump into something? Or can you just roam around without any light in your home? No. No. We'll we will not do that, right? If we do that, we are a fool. Or what will happen? We will just bump into something and we will... And yeah. So what will we do? We will be very careful. Suddenly we became very careful about, even though it's our house, we will start, maybe we extend our hand and then touch and try to see if there's anything next to it. We will try to feel it and understand, oh, okay, this must be the door. Let me slowly, okay, there was a step. We will think next, before taking every single step, we will think a lot. Okay, there should be a step there. There, there is this um, couch here. So let me move a little bit far. So you're treading very carefully in the darkness. So that's how we should be because this world is controlled by the kingdom of darkness. If we just start walking, oh, I'm going to walk in the spiritual path. I'm going to know Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You just run around. You will face a lot of obstacles. You will bump into many things. You may hurt yourself. So that's why Jesus is saying you have to be very careful in this earthly life because here we have an opponent. We are in the darkness. So walk as the children of light is what St. Paul is saying. So we need to have some light. How do we how do we find our way in this dark world? By having a light. Through the Holy Spirit. Right. But there's a Bible verse. What is a light lamp for my Feet. Uh, feet. I know that it's it's since I know I know that so well I know that uh, and then there is a parable also that uh, she lifts the lamp to search for the coin so there are right. a lot of description about light correct so your word is the light of the world and your word is a lamp onto my lamp. feet lamp onto my feet and light onto my path. Light on the path. So this is how we have to walk in this world. We should have this lamp. We should have every step we take. The lamp won't illuminate the entire room. It will only show enough that we can take one step. So there's a story about this. I don't know if you have read it. Many motivational speakers talk about it. Like a boy and a horse and stuck in the deep forest. Have you heard that story? So they both got stuck in the deep forest and it's very dark. You cannot see anything. And they want to go back to the village. And the boy is crying, saying, I don't know where to go. It's a jungle. It's a forest. Maybe wild animals are there and my, my life is in danger. And he's crying and crying and I cannot see anything. I don't even know which way to go. I, don't, I lost directions. So the horse will say, boy, do you see at least a little bit that you can make one step? He says, yeah, I can see at least that and take that step. They keep taking that step and it will lead you out of the forest. So similarly, we won't get the entire view. You won't, we won't understand that how I will end up in eternity or where God wants us to be. He won't reveal every plan to us right now. But sometimes we pray that God, show me the will of where should I go? Which country should I go? All that, nothing may happen, but we don't need to worry about all that. We just need to know that the next step I'm taking, I take that step 
using the wisdom by using by holding on to the light jesus christ and i make one step at a time so that his word or jesus christ word became flesh he is our lamp in this dark world so if you are in the kingdom of god in the kingdom of light every step one step ahead you have to keep moving but just like that horse who told the boy take one step he was guiding we have a we have we need somebody to guide us with the word who is that person holy spirit that's the holy spirit that's the holy spirit so if we have word we have the light we are in the kingdom we know about jesus christ we understand all the spiritual truth even with that we will not be able to achieve what god wants us to achieve that's why he said even after that 40 days of teaching of about kingdom of god jesus says this word i'm leaving i will send another messenger when he comes now now i'm he also said this you won't understand all this stuff now there's much more i want to teach you but i'm unable to teach you because you are not able to comprehend it but when the holy spirit, spirit comes he will teach you he will take from me and give it to you and then then you will be empowered from the spiritual high then then you will go out and preach my gospel so jesus emphasized that every human being after he is completed with his mission in his world after he is returning to the father only then he is sending a messenger then holy spirit is coming who is going to take the leadership role now he is the one in the earthly realm or he is the one available for to you and me or we should personalize holy spirit is for me to lead me to guide me how i should be walking in the kingdom of god we understood about kingdom of god jesus christ came so that he can establish the kingdom of god he came in the old testament they were expecting someone to come and establish the kingdom of god jesus came and established the kingdom of god now the third phase where we are living holy spirit enables us to walk in the kingdom of god so there are three things right so his role as a messiah as establishing the kingdom of god is done jesus returned now holy spirit is here to make me enable to walk in the kingdom of god because i cannot do it myself you need a help a spirit of truth so how do holy spirit enables us to walk in the kingdom of god jesus christ established father god has planned he established now jesus holy spirit is enabling me to walk that's the design god has put together now many people try to walk in the kingdom of god by themselves and i don't think it's working if we follow if you want to work, walk in the kingdom of god go back to jesus christ everything jesus christ did we also have to go through that's what bible says how did he walk in the kingdom of god after what the guidance of spirit you can see in every second every every main incident main places in jesus life holy spirit was completely involved from the birth he went to the death to the howard resurrection is there any 
Any reference to the Holy Spirit about resurrection? Uh, Did Jesus rise because he was God? No. The revelation is the... With the Holy Spirit? The, the rebirth. Romans 8, 11. Right, check that. Romans 8, 11. There was one more thing that uh, brother had told uh, that uh, why we say a father, son and the Holy Spirit. It's because father came first then I mean, uh, he he came to the people first and then Jesus came and then the Holy Spirit. Like that, there is no hierarchy. They're all one. They're all same. But it's mm -hmm. in each form they appeared to us. So the first, the father... Like the first, you see the Old Testament where it's ruled by the Father, and then the New Testament is ruled by the Holy yeah. Jesus. And then the we can say that because in the Old Testament, the emphasis is given to Father. In the New Testament, the emphasis is given to Jesus. And from Acts of Apostles, his emphasis on the Holy Spirit. In that yeah. sense, we can say that. But they were always active, even in the Old Testament, even in the creation, they all three were there. But yeah, let's come back to Romans 8 11. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. So who, who raised Jesus Christ? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. See how much active Holy Spirit was? And the problem with us is we don't relate to Holy Spirit as God. We say that Holy Spirit and it's some kind of spirit. No, he's God. Fire and so, dove. Yeah, fire, dove, etc. So that's one of the reasons why mentally we have don't we don't have a picture of Holy Spirit. We always think of objects or like fire, tanks of fire, water, um, pillar of fire, pillar of cloud, dough. So we don't mentally, it's very hard for us to relate to Holy Spirit. But the problem is, without relating to Holy Spirit, we will not be able to walk in the kingdom of God. Because that's the design of Father. That Holy Spirit is the one who enables us to walk in the kingdom of God. So that's what we want to address this year. We want to change our mindset. Okay, very practically. We want to change our mindset and focus more on the third person of God, Holy Spirit, and understand how or what framework God has put together so that we will be able to hear him by led by him and walk in the kingdom of God. So until that happens, God's purpose about me will not be fulfilled. Jesus Christ came and died for me, not just to take away my sin, not just to take away my sickness, but to enable me to walk as a child of God to enter into the kingdom of God, to be born again and fulfill everything God the Father, Jesus Christ and Holy Spirit planned in the very beginning, that I will be another Christ. That's what Bible says, the purpose or the, the divine will of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit is that every one of us be conformed to the image of his Son, Jesus Christ. So to the image of the one who came down and became flesh and dwelt among us and he performed 
miracles so that he he was in the kingdom of god and that kingdom of god manifested through him the same way each one of us who believes in jesus christ it is in the will of father that we will be able to manifest the kingdom of god not only we will be walking in the kingdom of god but we will be manifesting the kingdom of god and just like jesus did he himself said that you will do greater things than i do because i am going to the father that's what he said we know what happens when he goes to the father he goes to the father and the messenger comes the holy spirit comes and he will teach you more things than what we uh, what a human mind can comprehend what we can gather from the spiritual books or even from everywhere every human nor intellect much more than that he will teach us he will enable us to walk as child of god all this is possible only by the work of holy spirit that's by design by the father by god by the triune god and so if we don't if we are not wise enough to understand that if we are not wise enough to obey and get into that framework and start working in this framework we will not achieve the spiritual growth or we will not be conformed to his image and we can attend how many our retreats we want we can read bible as much as we want we can wish for to be like christ for as much as we want but unless and until we get into the spiritual principle laid out by the triune god we won't be able to do it because remember it's not about emotions that's why we we were discussing that right we can have emotions that's fine that's needed as a physical beings human beings we do relate with emotions but emotions won't produce fruits we have to follow systems we had a discussion about different systems put together a school system we can ask for say that oh, all these books are available everywhere google is over there all the information are on the fingertips you don't need to send our kids to school let them give them a tablet and give them a online course let them learn it's there it's not going to work they need to be put in a system where they have their punctuality discipline and properly taught subjects homeworks it's a system put together so that they will be able to accomplish the purpose the system is designed for same way spirituality is a system there's a system god has put together the plan the great plan of redemption for me i say me relate to you so for my my own nature to be transformed to jesus christ god has put together a system a spiritual system that's what the bible teaches us i have to be in that system i need to be that's an obedience that's how that's only way it will work Jesus Christ is a foundation and everyone should build on it that's what bible says so what we are going to build is up to us so in this year i'm hoping that we will take away our logical mind our reasoning mind and then subject ourselves to the word of god be humble make ourselves humble be our, make ourselves open to the truth no matter what we believed until now no matter what or kind of personality we are just set all that aside just give it as an experiment anyway we have lived this long we haven't tried this out let me try to follow this according to the word of god let me try these steps and see if there is anything different if nothing happens well that could be tried at least so i want you to prepare your minds for a greater walk with christ 
to greater understanding of Holy Spirit. So until next week, since many people are not here today, we won't start the real stuff, but spend this week surrendering your life, praying to Holy Spirit so that we will be able to walk with him, to understand him, tell him. He is living in us mysteriously. We don't understand. We won't, we won't understand with our mind how he is living in us, but he is there. That's the faith we have. Because the Bible tells us right now, Romans 8 11 said, the same spirit who raised Christ from death abides in you. He is inside. So that's a choice we make it to believe. We cannot we cannot prove it. But we choose to believe that and ask Jesus Christ, ask Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, give me the grace to understand you. I want to know you. I want to seek you. I want to dig deeper and understand how I can walk with you. I want to walk in the kingdom of God. Not only I want to walk with in the kingdom of God, but I want to spread that. I want to bless others, bless my family, bless my children, bless the people around me, bless my own church by manifesting the kingdom of God. Help me, because he's a helper. But only one thing you know about today, about Holy Spirit, Actually, two things. One, the role of the Holy Spirit. He is the most important person or God person in the Godhead right now in this earthly realm, whom I should be relating to. Definitely God the Father, Jesus Christ, God Jesus, God the Holy Spirit, all are equally important and equal. But as of now, while we are in this earthly life, Holy Spirit. The third person in Godhead is the most important person I should be understanding and working with to achieve what God has in mind. That's the plain truth. So we need to remember that. And the second thing, Holy Spirit is a helper. Holy Spirit is not a leader, but he is a helper, which means yeah. In the system designed by God, while we are living this earthly life after Jesus' resurrection, once we start believing in Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit's role is as a helper. Is he all-powerful? Yes, he is all-powerful. Is he God? Yes, he is God. But his role is a helper to the person, to the people who believes in Jesus Christ and who wants to walk in the kingdom of God. He will help those personally. So he's not going to force anybody to do anything. He's not going to come upon you and do some supernatural things out of the blue. Just because some person came and prayed over you, don't think that is going to happen. Some people believe that okay, if somebody lays hands upon you and suddenly you become supernatural. Never going to happen. It will happen if the one, the person who is being laid upon, can't be laid upon, it's already been yearning for that Holy Spirit, already have transformed so much that he's seeking God so much. Yes, at that moment, yeah, it can happen and it will happen. But don't think that there's any shortcut. The shortcut, there's no shortcut. He's a helper, which means there should be a leader. So, so there should be somebody who is acting on certain thing and once 
that he is doing something beyond his capability or when he is trying to do certain things, there will be an obstacle in the place. He is not able to move it by himself. The helper will come. The helper will be dormant if the main person is not doing anything. So the action has to happen from the, the person or human being or me. When I decide that, okay, I'm going to take the steps and there are certain things which I cannot do in this course of action, the helper will definitely show. So first decision is from here. It's not going to force anything. God, God is not going to force you to make, become like Christ. It is up to me. If I make decisions and actions in my life, in the in the hope and in the in the objective that I want to be Christ, definitely Holy Spirit will come. Don't wait for Holy Spirit to come and equip you. So that's how we think that oh, I'm I'm like this because I don't have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I'm not anointed like Brother Raji. I'm not anointed like that particular person. I'm not anointed like those saints. That's itself is unfaith. I mean, that's unbelief. It's other way around. So confident in the scriptures. I'm so confident when God said that you have a helper. Jesus is with you. The one who is inside me. I'm going to do it. That's the decision making. I will do it. I will try. No matter whether I feel the Holy Spirit tingling in my hands. Or no matter whether I feel his presence. I'm just going to do it. And then when you're doing it, you will see the presence of God. Holy Spirit will come. So that's a, that's a, that's a spiritual principle. So be ready for action. Pray to Holy Spirit. Talk to Him. Ask Him to be with us. To teach Him, teach us the truth. And if we decide, if we are disciplined enough and focused on our life, just like St. Paul said, it's a dark world. We have to tread very carefully. We should not be foolish. We should be living intentionally from now on. We should be very careful what we are doing, what we are thinking, what we are talking. If we, if we are committed to all that, definitely in one year, not even one year, before that, we will be walking in the kingdom of God and manifesting the kingdom of God in various aspects. That is for sure, because the God's word cannot be wrong. So what we are trying to do is come back into the system. Forget about what we learned, what, we, what our behavior is. Understand Holy Spirit. So this should be an exciting thing for everybody. We should be excited about it. We should be seeking God in one week, seven days. Pray, do whatever you feel like, like fasting, prayers, it's up to you. Uh, it, it, is, it will be proportional to the amount of hunger you have for walking in the kingdom of God. So pray when you don't feel like praying. Fast when you don't feel like fasting. Read the Bible when you don't feel like reading do all in your might and let's focus on understanding the spiritual pathway to the kingdom of God through Holy Spirit at least 10 to 15 sessions and it will be more practical stuff as well. So why we are doing it? We also have a plan for worship. So we all were passive until today. Mostly I was driving sessions and we were participating now i will take a back seat sometimes you guys have to come up remember the action is important you may feel like you cannot do it yes that's fine 
we none of us can do anything but when you make that decision and come up and start doing it you will see the helper you will see the helper coming so it will be practical sessions as well so next week i believe we are going to do a praise and worship along with a little bit word of god so our brave warriors our young warriors valerie shamida all that gang yes, will be present hopefully next week to lead and show us how the praise and worship will be done so yes we should participate but play, pay close attention how they are doing it and they will also teach you now uh, if so ask questions prepare and watch for you observe what's happening because we are going to do it going forward every one of us will be called upon to do certain parts of that that's only where we can grow as long as we are passive we are not going to grow in members can do it together we will figure out um i can we do will it figure out. the core will guide us <laughs> yeah we, we will start with the remember we have some teams right we have a groups with the certain leaders that's what so my, we'll my focus on the leaders leader. first right yeah and they are always here to help i am here to help so it'll be more practical so we'll start with praise and worship uh and slowly every other week we can have praise and worship and one week of study um and maybe much more like we will be also planning for a little bit more active uh prayer time in so we have the intercession prayer now but i was also thinking it will be good if we pray for one family every week so pick one family and pray for all everyone in our group will be praying for that family all seven days until next uh, next session and if possible maybe a couple of us should come together in a tele conference and call that family or at least a member of family and pray with them so that's what we are going to do. we are going to be more active so i'm giving it to varina chesi i don't know if i told you before no i haven't so take that leadership find one family every week so fix a family for this week and everyone will be praying for them we don't need to get the prayer request we can just pray for them or if they have a special prayer request definitely we will pray for that particular family so i'll make a i'll make chits and then we'll pick up mm -hmm. that one chit and yeah. whichever family is there we'll read that family and we'll pray on that and then remaining then once that's over i'll keep that chit separately somewhere else. right yeah i'll be great. and also if if we we are on one family right so i would encourage you to send the prayer request I mean, you don't need to send it to everybody maybe what is you can gather the prayer request write it down in a note mm -hmm. and keep it in a i don't know keep it in a box and we'll surrender that and we'll collect we'll keep collecting all our family prayer requests until the end of year so we'll have a box of prayer requests for, from all of our members and we'll continue to pray keep it somewhere um next to your wherever your prayer room is and we'll continue to pray so we'll see we will see the kingdom of god manifesting definitely it will happen so be excited be come prepared and be ready for action don't be yes. passive anymore yeah. i will be passive i'm done talking yeah thank I'll you anything else i'll also take a back seat <laughs> no this time no. for you <laughs> you're the captain no i'm not captain you can never take the back seat you can't take the back seat <laughs> 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 <laughs
<laughs> okay, let's pray. Awesome. Yeah, we can pray. So let's close our eyes. Father, you, you created us. In your great wisdom, you created us and we you, you send us to this earthly realm in this age. So we are not an accident. You purposefully send us to be born here, born into this family, to be in this country, to be this color, this skin tone, this race, everything else picked by you. And we thank you and we praise you for that. In any time in our life, if we have spoken any word which is displacing to you, Father, forgive us. Today, we are coming as one family. And we are asking you, Father, that we want to know and walk in the kingdom of God according to your will. And we understand without Holy Spirit, without God, the Holy Spirit, we cannot do anything on our own. So, Father, send down your Holy Spirit. Open the heavens upon us, all over us, just like you bless Mother Mary. We want to carry Jesus Christ, the word of God. Not just we want to carry just like she delivered the son of God to this world. He delivered the word of word to this world. He delivered the savior to this world. Same way we want to carry Jesus Christ. We want to deliver your kingdom, your word to many people and be a blessing. So Father, we are asking that you open up heavens as we speak today. You open up heavens and Prepare our ways, prepare our every single session, prepare every single day of our life from today that we may understand the mysteries of the kingdom of God more and more. Send your angels, Father, all around us. We are surrendering all our families, every concern we have in this earthly realm is surrendering to you through the blood of Lord Jesus Christ. And I may declare that mighty things are waiting to happen in our life. We will walk by the Spirit. We will feel the Spirit. We will be son and daughters of God. And when we pray, things will change. Healings will happen. Kingdom of God will manifest. We will prophesy. We will have all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We will be a blessing to many. We declare this in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. And today it is beginning in the spiritual realm. And it will manifest in due time. Thus we claim in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining. We'll see you next week. Homeworks, please. Somebody post the questions and be prepared. Seven days of preparation. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Have a nice week.